0: Hello, you're listening to Good Things, the show where we speak to good people who are doing good things. I'm Darshan Johan. My MP is a project by a trio of volunteers and developers who worked with MCCHR, which is the Malaysian Centre for Constitutionalism and Human Rights, with the aim of making the process of getting to know your MPs fun and engaging. Um, it's a website, they have a lot of video games game elements in it, so it's really interactive. So joining me on the show today to talk about this initiative is Lao Chak On, the co-founder of mymp welcome to the show chuck how are you
1: hi josh good morning i'm great tired but great
0: what exactly is mymp i know you've come on the show you've talked about it before but for the benefit of those who don't know what is mymp all about
1: okay um thanks for asking so mymp is basically uh, a site to help malaysians get familiar with their politicians uh specifically mps which is your members of parliament uh the ones that actually vote in the laws so once you elect Uh, in the last uh, general election Um, i guess the difference with my site is what we try and do is that we uh, put a whole video game interface around it make them into eight big characters which is really (laughs) cute and then we try and compress this huge amount of uh, uh, real life data that is you know available to everyone uh, into some scoring sheets for the mps so you get to score them by how available they are uh, how loyal they are uh, how hard they work what their chances of winning are, and uh, soon, how transparent they are, but we're still working on that one.
0: right. So lots of things to unpack there. Um, you know you, you mentioned the video game element. why why mm. would we'll go with the video game sort of um um layout and and team for your website?
1: Well, um it started off like I think just vision that you know i'm um, uh, I'm hoping that people uh, have the same kind of interest in our politicians' um, uh, stats. Uh, as they do in video game characters and maybe like sportsmen. (laughs) Yeah, so I I felt that um, right now we were tracking politicians too much based on rhetoric, which is, um, you know, like what they say, what they support and that kind of thing. But no one was actually tracking them in terms of like what they do, how well they do it, uh, regardless of which way they lean in terms of uh, political uh, opinions.
0: Right. When you say what they do and how well they do it, what do you mean by that?
1: Um, So... When, 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 you, when you look at an MP, um, we vote them in, we, uh, the government actually pays them, which is you know, indirectly us paying them, mm-hmm. uh, to do a job. And their job is basically to go into parliament to discuss uh, uh, issues, to create or debate laws or to oppose laws, um, uh, and to aid their creation in terms of the discussion that they have. So their main job is to go to parliament. And uh, one of the things that we didn't track until uh, recently, about three, four years ago, is their attendance. Uh, uh very simply you know so like how often they're going into parliament how often they're actually like just being there to debate the issues because the base thing is if they're not even there then they can't really do their jobs right uh it's not really a work from home scenario in that, in that <laughs> sense uh, um and also like uh, when they go into parliament are they actually doing anything are they asking questions let's say you know uh the government uh, wants to propose a new law on the environment are they asking the right questions about that law to make sure that it's guided in the right way to become a, a something that is representative of what the people want.
0: Right. Um, how would you describe the level of understanding among Malaysians when it comes to the duties of an MP or politicians or lawmakers in general?
1: Um, well, I guess it depends on which circles that you're in. Mm-hmm. I guess in the circles that I'm in, it's a little bit uh, uh, higher, but I wouldn't say that this is an issue just with Malaysians, but the whole world. Um, we live in a world where information is flying in our faces every single day, right? Mm-hmm. So. We have to be picky about what, what kind of information we want to consume. And quite often, you know, um, uh, social media pushes us information that might not necessarily have a bearing on our day-to-day lives as much. But, you know, our lizard brains go like, oh, you know, a uh, uh, pretty person or um, <laughs> a horrible accident or guy who can land a basketball shot from, you know, 3,000 meters. That's, ooh, I want to watch that. Had, you know, <laughs> And it's just our lizard brain kind of uh, filtering information in a less than ideal way. So um, my goal in my career, at least for the last 10 to 15 years, has always been to try and make that information a little bit more attractive so we can trigger different lizard brain uh, kind of uh, behavior.
0: So, I think you started working on this um, this initiative, I think, in 2020, and then it, it officially launched sometime in 2021. What did you notice about, or, or what did you observe about our political landscape at that time that made made you go, okay, now we need to make something like this, and we need to do it now?
1: Well, I think um, the main thing was that uh, there was a certain move, um, mm. and that with all of us being at home, watching this remotely through the news and all that, um, watching our, the, the elected leaders that we had uh, flounder about change political parties and, and um, generally not represent what the people uh, uh, really mandated them to do, uh, that created a lot of dissatisfaction. You know? That created a lot of anger um, as to like, does my vote really matter? You know? um, are these guys actually representing what I want them to represent? And uh, I think that was a very painful process for myself included, and I just wanted a way to kind of shift the power uh, back to the people. So I felt that people don't realize how much power that we have over uh, politicians. Uh, we always think of them as in their uh, uh, golden cages, you know, and they're 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 mastering their their wills over us. But the right. fact of the matter is, we actually have power over them if we exercise it correctly, uh, and that exercise is basically being aware of what they're doing and pressuring them to do the right things.
0: Right. What sort of information is available on the site? You touched on it a little bit earlier in the introduction. Um, Perhaps you can dive into it a little bit more. And also, why are these particular information that you all chose useful for the general public? How can it be utilized by the public?
1: Oh, okay, great. (laughs) Um, So basically, uh, uh, we have five stats that we uh, are are meant to track. Uh, So let's start with the first one. The first one's availability. So availability, these are kind of like, you know, going into what an MP should be. An MP should be available to his people to be contacted, right? So what we track. Is uh, We track uh, which social media accounts he has, how responsive he is, whether he has a service center email, service center phone number, whether that email is responsive. And so uh, that is one stat that we track. And then we try and summarize it into a score. Uh, Obviously, you can see how availability is important because if you can't even contact your politician, then, you know, there is really no connection. Uh, The second one we track is loyalty. (laughs) Of course, after (laughs) something like the Sheraton move, that's something that I think people will be quite interested in. Um, uh, tr- uh how we track loyalty is we check how many par- how many times they've changed parties in their history of being an MP, uh how uh, many times they change constitu- uh, constituency and also their um, uh, political alliance. And then we move on to work ethic, which is I think the one of uh, uh most interest during the last election. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, um, we, we, we I think we were the first to actually track attendance um, because they started publishing it in the Hansard. The Hansard is basically a, a transcript of exactly what happens in Parliament. But I think somehow during 2020, 2020 2021, thereabouts, they started um, actually taking attendance roll call. Uh, they always have, actually. Uh, it's part of the parliamentary process, but they never published it before. It was right. always um, something that was, you know, just internal. So when they started publishing it, uh, it was really funny because we actually were trying to take attendance via YouTube. <laughs> so <laughs> I had like um, uh, forty volunteers. Um, uh, shout out to my great wow, volunteers at my MP. We have 40. over two hundred fifty volunteers. Yeah, we have over two hundred fifty volunteers wow. that have registered to my MP, and I hope it continues because it's amazing. We would not be here without them. Right. Uh, but at the time, uh, we said, "Hey, would you guys like to be parliamentary class monitors?" And you know, a whole bunch <laughs> of people signed up. We all logged into YouTube together, and we had this huge chart where we had the names of every politician, and we tried to monitor: Hey, are they coming in? Are they going out? You know, and then we tried to take like <laughs> attendance. It was hopeless because uh, YouTube doesn't cover yeah, all the angles. Yeah, exactly. I was just and about to ask be, uh,
0: that. I was just about to ask yeah. that, right, Chuck? How how did y'all do that? Because even with forty people. Yeah. If they're only showing uh, uh, you one angle um, and usually they show the angle of the person who's talking and then you get to see who's behind um, him or her. Correct. So, so how how do you we know? saw someone
1: behind then we would like okay what seat is that? But oh, sometimes the angle is like <laughs> weird so what you think is actually behind is actually like diagonally behind right. so it was impossible. Oh gosh. Absolutely impossible.
0: So how did you overcome that?
1: It's hilarious <laughs> because halfway through while we were monitoring it one of the volunteers went like hey guys the attendant is actually in the hands-up now and we're like Oh, that would be doing, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But um, ha- having said that, that attendance record is imperfect because it is taken at the start of the day, and basically, uh, there are MPs that uh, we've been told about that basically come in, they uh, rock in their attendance, and they leave. Why? Because every time you lock in your attendance, you get a daily allowance of a few hundred ringgit. Mm, right. So there is that. Um, and that is, you know, an object of a debate for another day yep, because yep. we don't have a better system at this Absolutely. point in time.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, um, all of you are also, um, you know, voters, you all probably have your own personal political, um, um, you know, allegiances or, or, you know, support that you all throw behind particular politicians or political parties. How do you ensure that your biases um, are put aside when you all give sc- scores to various MPs?
1: Thank you for that question. I think it's a very, very valuable uh, a question to discuss. So we work very, very hard uh, to be absolutely neutral. And yes, we do have our own uh, uh, biases. Uh, everyone does. Uh, I didn't vote, so I'm fine. Uh, I actually went to uh, Pacha and Bentong, so I couldn't actually vote. Um, but, um, I, I, okay, so first of all, let's start at the base. At right. our launch in 2021, uh, we actually... Um, Um, made sure that we had both a, a BN and a Harpan MP uh, present for the launch. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing that we. It was really important to us. We told MCCHR we absolutely need to have this, and uh, thankfully we managed to secure uh, an MP from both sides to actually attend our launch. And then even uh, during all the volunteer WhatsApps and all that, <clears throat> we strongly discourage anybody from posting anything uh, that shows any sort of political leaning. Everything is meant to just be about the data. So moving on to the actual information on my MP, everything is taken from real world data, mm-hmm. and it's uh, the link are always there so it's really hard to dispute that information uh, despite uh, whatever kind of political leaning that you have so this is actually a, um, a really important thing for me to move the conversation beyond rhetoric to metric because how well an MP is performing based on how, how much uh, uh, um, uh, how many days he goes into parliament how many questions he asks um, uh, how how many times he's changed parties all these things are not debatable right you know, you can't say, "Oh, this is good" or "this is bad" or whatever. This is something that everybody agrees on. This is what this is the page that we're trying to stay on. We're trying to find all the metrics that everyone can agree on and say. Two people, one pakatan, one one, you know, uh, PN or whatever, can look at the same MP and go like, "This guy is performing" or "This guy is not performing." Right. And to me, that creates a central area where we can have a good conversation, rather than I believe in this and I believe that, and we can never meet in the middle.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. On the show with me today is Lau Chak On. He's the co-founder of MyMP. Um, we're going to go for a quick break and after the break, I'll be asking him how important of a tool he thinks um, this initiative is in a fractured political arena, in a polarised nation. Keep it here on Good Things, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Good Things. I'm Darshan Johan and on the show with me today is Lau Chuck On. He's the co-founder of MyMP. So, Chuck. Um, you know I, I want to ask you know we, we were talking about attendance before the break and I and I do wonder and I think like a, a large part of why attendance of parliamentarians is being talked about more often these days is because of you guys. I think y'all started a bit of a trend and then now um, you know people tend to post and then people tend to use it um you know uh, to to show like oh there are politicians from their political parties are doing well they are attending parliaments or political uh, politicians from another party is not doing well. You see politicians themselves um, you know showing off their attendances um, uh, media companies are also taking stats from your um initiative um, my MP and, and posting like, oh, this this is the MP's attendance records. Um, how how does that make you feel that you guys played a role in creating at least some sort of positive trend and and some sort of awareness? Because prior to this, people didn't even think about attendance of MPs. I, I'm talking about the wider public here.
1: Yeah, um, that was a magical moment for us, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I think when we saw attendance and we actually... Uh, um, uh, put it up there for the first time. And, you know, Malaysia Kini picked it up. And um, basically, like, I think the Tamil newspapers picked it up, the Chinese newspapers picked <laughs> it up. And it basically went, like, you know, multilingual within, you know, right. um, it was an amazing moment. And I had people like, you know, uh, my sister in Singapore, like, sending me a, a WhatsApp saying, like, wow, you guys actually did what you set out to do, right. which was to affect the parliamentary process um, in terms of, you um, performance and i think that that's you know why we're here you know um this is what wakes me up in the morning to to actually you know go back to the whole Sheraton move where we all felt so powerless and then suddenly you know like we just came up with this small website mm-hmm. and we can actually affect you know something happening uh, right at the top and you know if we can do it anyone can do it you know if you just find the right path you can actually affect you know what's going on uh, in in worlds that we sometimes uh, feel we don't have access to but uh, having said that hmm. um i was having a discussion with a few people about attendance and i do need to caveat uh attendance to some extent it is not the best metric uh, okay yeah. i know it's 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 in widely discussed and mm-hmm. all that and uh i need to caveat this by saying that for instance like um uh like i i think um some some of you might be aware of attendance is taken in the hands are at the start of the party. right the parliamentary session, which is in the morning, and it's not taken throughout the day. So some MPs would just come in, you know, mark their attendance, and like a bad student, go and you know, uh, go to the arcade or something. <laughs> you know, right. after that, absolutely. I'm uh, speaking from experience. <laughs> um, and and that's, you know, like we should have a, a metric where um, we can actually track attendance throughout the day. And there actually is a metric because um, someone has told me that uh, the House actually tracks when parliament, uh, parliamentary uh, members actually come and go but they don't release that information. So if they did release that information, that would be a better metric. Whether it's the best metric is still debatable. So say, for instance, um, if a parliamentary member is also a minister, ministers also have duties. So obviously, um, people in the executive are not going to have as good attendance as um, an MP, a regular opposition MP. So that's something that we kind of have to take into account as well. So the thing is, like, there is no perfect metric, you know, in many, many things in life is no perfect metric. What we need is to look at the metric and to also understand the circumstances around it. But having said that, there are opposition MPs who have no excuse of having bad attendance because they have no executive, you know, responsibilities and so on and so forth. And they still attend only, let's say, 50% of elementary sessions. Those are people you can target. And now we have that information. So the information is useful. It's just how we use it. Absolutely, and I
0: think you brought up something uh, very uh, you know worth noting, right? Because at, on the one hand, like you said, um, attendance is whether you attend, and attendance is, you know, I can if I'm a, in a school student, I can go to class. Mm-hmm. But I can be playing like, you know, card games with the with my friends at the back. I could be kicking about a football at the back of the class. You know, I, I may not be, which, you know, I, I have done before. So it's not that I'm actually paying attention or contributing to the lessons um, at hand, right? I could just be someone who is a noisemaker. I could be oh someone God. who is...
1: If, if, if anyone has a photo <laughs> of an MP playing Mobile Legends, right? <laughs> I will buy you know, like a really expensive Migo Goring for that photo. I would love that. That.
0: Absolutely yeah. fantastic. But at the end of the day, right, attendance is still important, right? I mean, at the end of the day, while it's not the best meet metric, um, you know, when you even when you want to use the school student example, you know, you would still expect students to go to class. It's not that... Yes, you, yeah, it's a yeah. basic metric. Yes. You
1: know, it's kind of like, dude, if you can't even get this right, mm-hmm. you know, like what else is going wrong, right? Yeah. So, um, that's where I feel that, that the conversation was important because the best thing about it was that during the election, suddenly this thing became a, a topic of, of con, uh, um, uh, competition. You know, some mm-hmm. MPs were saying, "Oh, attendance is not important; it's not like class," and then other others were saying, "Hey." Uh, I uh, there was okay so one of the best examples that I can think of uh, MP Salim Sharif who is said no longer an MP because uh, BN chose not to run him and when he was chosen not to run he contested because he actually referred to our site and said look guys I have perfect attendance and mm. he's one of the only BN MPs with perfect attendance he's never missed a parliamentary session he asks a lot of good questions in parliament and yet he was not chosen to run so what does that say about the political party that is you know getting him in to do his job he's doing his job great and yet he's not asked to represent again
0: Absolutely. I think that's a very important point. Now, how important of a tool do you think MyMP is, especially in our increasingly fractured political arena? Because I go back to the reason y'all launched MyMP in the first place, or one of the reasons, one of the sort of inspirations, like Lanka Sheraton happened, um, you know, the the country was in a sort of crisis, political crisis. And since then, um, our political landscape has changed so much, we had various prime ministers. Um, perhaps the maturity and understanding of of the the, the general public towards these kind of instances. Because after Lanka Sheraton happened, it was like, oh my god. You know, it, uh, we're getting a new prime minister b- without elections or what's going on and, and all of that. And now we're we are we're kind of used to it, right? We're kind of used to these kind of changes yeah. and all. How do you see it? And how do you see my MP fitting into this very fluid um, and, and ever-changing political arena?
1: Um, okay, I think like in, uh, we had huge amounts of traffic uh, during elections. So there's mm-hmm. two there's two things I want to note here. One of the things is about the traffic itself. Uh, One of the best things for me was that it was not all from the Bangsar bubble. You know, it wasn't just from KL uh, and Slangor. It was also uh, in the northern states, in Mm. Sabah and Sarawak. Uh, The top MPs that were being searched, uh, yes, Anwar Ibrahim was up there, but I think the one was actually Uh Mohidin, just around the time of uh, whether or not he was going to be PM again and all that. And then there was Hadi Awang, who was also in the top three of uh, MPs being searched on my MP. So to me, that actually showed like, you know, the interest is not just on one side of the political divide, but mm-hmm. both sides. And that is great. You know, that's exactly where we need to be. Um, the other thing, uh, so so I feel like data is always a place where we meet in the middle. So if we talk rhetoric, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you you have an opinion, I have an opinion, and it's very rare that we can actually see each other's opinions. Mm-hmm. Whereas data is you can't argue data. It's there, right? If anyone questions my MP, like some MPs actually have, they've actually messaged us and say, hey, my attendance is not that bad. And I will send them the screenshot of the hand that saying, here's where you didn't go to parliament. <laughs> you right. <know>? and then <laughs> basically, after that, I don't get a reply. That's perfectly normal. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's you, you can't debate that. And right. because you can't debate that, you can agree on it. And if it gives us something to agree on, then hopefully that's something that narrows divide. Okay, <laughs> that's the first point. Mm-hmm. The second point is our traffic went massive during the elections, and the thing is, like, I actually had to pay extra money, which I didn't have by the way at the time, uh, to actually shore up our service to 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 hold uh, the the million uh, overt hits that we got that month. Uh, unfortunately, after that, of course, you know, it crashed. You know, uh, sorry, didn't crash. Basically, the, the the traffic just dipped uh, right. to to barely anything. Still decent, you know, a couple of thousand people still come to the site. Mm-hmm. But um, the important message there is, um, a democracy does not depend only on you going to a a ballot box every five years. In between the five years, it's just as important. And that is where we feel something like MyMP can help because we can create an engaging way uh, for for uh, people to monitor their MPs in between the five years of election.
0: Absolutely. Because I think oftentimes people focus a lot on elections. We tend to forget to focus on governance and policymaking and all of that. Um, what changes has the site undergone, Chad? Um, because when I spoke to you I think in at the end of 2021, um, it was, you know, the site was looking amazing, but you all were still tweaking on a lot of things. You all were still experimenting. Um, how has the site evolved since um, 2021?
1: <laughs> okay, so mm-hmm. uh, to be honest, okay, since 2021, I think there have been uh, uh, some changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of it is actually behind the scenes. Uh-huh. So we actually tidied up the back end uh, to allow volunteers to go in and key in information themselves rather than through an Excel sheet, which we uploaded. So that was a huge challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think immediately after the election, one of the big things was trying to intern 100, 109 new MPs. I think that we oh. didn't expect to have that. That many new MPs. (laughs) So um, the first thing was drawing all the new uh, sprites. That took us ages, okay, like just to draw 109 new MPs uh, because we need to represent them, right? Right. That took a while. Uh, Getting all the new data in took a while because uh, you have 109 MPs with zero uh, database at that point in time. So we had to take some time to actually um, um, uh, key that in. We actually work with uh, Wikimedia Malaysia. Uh, Shout out to Taufik. Um, uh, Basically, uh, trying to key in information for all these new mps as well so they're represented on wikimedia and on mymp as well so we believe 100 percent, you know that uh, data should be and you know wherever uh, you go you should be able to access it so uh, whether you want to access that to my MP or wikimedia is entirely up to you um behind the scenes actually uh we've been focusing a lot on uh, funding as well Because mm-hmm. up until last year i think we had the bare minimum of funds um are- Prefunding funding the site my own myself so i was taking almost a negative salary um i have right. not never taken a salary from my mp uh and you know it i actually pay money last year to keep it running uh this year we've gotten funds from the national democratic institute and mcchr as well so thanks guys um i can finally pay myself a salary now and <laughs> repay some of the debts <laughs> you know um uh, and that leads to the workshop which uh, we're actually doing uh, right. across malaysia mm-hmm. yeah so, so, te- we're a- so t- mm, sorry, tell me on. about
0: tell me about this workshop because it sounds very fascinating um seven states if i uh, got my facts right it's called what makes a good mp um talk to me a little bit about this
1: Yeah uh it's fantastic so uh, this is what uh, the National Democratic Institute is 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 funding us to do Right uh we're actually holding 10 workshops in seven states um I'm very, very stupid for recommending this kind of scale, given our team <laughs> of up uh, to two or three people. <laughs> so every weekend from now until like July, I'm pretty much away to some uh, state and we're doing this training both in English and in BM. Um, <clears throat> basically to teach people how to measure MPs themselves. And this mm-hmm. is not just through my MPs. There are a lot of other tools out there. I need to shout out to... Uh, um, uh, statistics.gov as well because they did an amazing job with this little app called KawasanKu and you've got to check it out. So KawasanKu basically takes all the census data that we have, for instance, like how many schools are, are there, what the income level is, what the poverty level is, and breaks it up by parliamentary constituency or DUN. So you can see... Right and compare your constituency to other constituencies around you. Am I richer or poorer than them? Have more trees been cut in my constituency? Um, it's an amazing tool. You guys got to check it out. So we'll be training people about that as well. So again, the whole thing is to basically get, um, uh, we're trying to look for you know people from NGOs and stuff like that to actually look at this stuff in a very, very different light from what they're used to. So instead of talking about rhetoric and signing a petition and so on and so forth, you can check whether or not your particular area has advantages or disadvantages compared to other areas, you can check whether your MP is performing, whether they're asking the right questions, because we have a list of those questions in MyMP. You can search for the questions yourself in the arts. Please feel free and take (laughs) a lot of your time, but they're easily digested on MyMP. So Mm -hmm. that's the service that we provide. Um, Yeah, so all those things. um, And we're moving the conversation. We're trying to move the conversation away from rhetoric to metric.
0: Right. So who are the target audience of this workshop? Who are y'all getting to join and participate in this workshop?
1: So we're targeting primarily youth CSOs Mm -hmm. um, uh, and uh, people who lead youth organizations, people who have uni societies and stuff like that, because we want the youth to engage with the parliament process in a meaningful way. Um, But I think that anyone who has a cause uh, to rally that requires some level of political support, or monitoring uh, can join the course as well Um, and you better join soon because um, I'm I'm quite amazed by the response so we published it I think the day before Hari Raya Mm -hmm. which is not the best time to publish it but the KL classes are already like um, almost about 60% full wow yeah Uh, and then we have classes in uh, Perak uh, Johor uh, Sabah Sarawak uh, sorry KK Kuching Miri uh, Malacca, of course, in KL so, and Penang. Oh yeah, Penang is uh, next weekend. Ampirak is next weekend. So sign up really quickly. How, how can and, people uh, sign up? And also shout out to our partners, Abim, uh, Penang Youth Development Corporation, Penang Institute, and uh, MCCHR, of course, mm-hmm. uh, and TCAS in uh, East Malaysia for helping us with the organisation of these workshops.
0: And and how can people sign up?
1: Um, okay, so basically the link to sign up is in our socials. You can check out my MP uh, V two. Uh, at mp 2 on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, on Instagram. The links uh, to register will be there.
0: Fantastic. Oh, just one more question about the workshop. So once people sign up, what can people expect? Um, what will the, you know, You I think you, you broke down what the workshop will focus on, but what will the activities be like? How long will it be for? Um, what are the details? Nitty-gritty. Okay.
1: So um, the basic of the workshop is that we will teach you the basics of how parliament works mm. uh, how that uh, s- system affects you how you can affect that system and also the amount the, the kind of data that you can find uh, 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 from public sources so um, the data that you can find will actually have you guys uh, do a little bit of an exercise um, of finding data that's relevant to your cause and then posting it uh, on social media or whatever we're also trying to trend a uh, hashtag uh, hashtag same MP which is basically <laughs> checking your MP's <laughs> homework and uh, that to me is a valuable cause that we hope to take to a variety of areas. Um, we'll also be reading a hands-art uh, together and you'll be heeing uh, some questions in from that hands-art directly into the MyMP interface. So it's going to be pretty cool.
0: Absolutely. And before we wrap this conversation up, would you have a final message for us?
1: Thanks to my wife for understanding uh, me <laughs> having to travel to all these places uh, before our baby is due <laughs> in August. So thank you for support. <laughs> and thanks for the support of our volunteers and partners as well.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Chuck.
1: Thank you for having me, Dash.
0: That was Lao Chak On. He's the co-founder of MyMP. If you missed any part of our conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Dashan Johan, and this has been Good Things BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.